Welcome to Radio Rehab. I'm your host, Dana Keys. This is episode number three in a series of episodes featuring my guest, TJ Woodward, author of the book, Conscious Recovery. Go check out the past couple episodes if you haven't heard them yet so you can catch up to where we are today because today we've come so far that we're going to be discussing resistance and recovery, which makes no sense if you just think about it like that because I'm not talking about resisting recovery. I'm talking about does it serve us to fight when we're trying to stay sober, when that's our fight. Our fight is to help others and stay sober. Does it serve us to get angry? Let's join the conversation. Welcome to Radio Rehab. Here's your host, Dana Keys. Welcome back to Radio Rehab. I am joined again in studio by my special guest, TJ Woodward, author of the book, Conscious Recovery, A Fresh Perspective on Addiction. Oh, and also the book, Conscious Being, which was also written by you. We wanted to, because uh, you can go back if you haven't listened to, there's two other episodes that I've had with TJ here in studio, and we wanted to touch on that at the beginning of this episode really quick, just to address that conscious recovery is intended to augment your program of recovery it's not a replacement so yeah because i i know and when you told me people would say things like that and it you know you don't like hearing that i know i feel the same way it's like i because whenever somebody like i have a, i've had a sponsee who's like is there anything i can do besides this besides the 12 steps it's just that they don't want to do the work and a lot of times it's they just don't want to be sober you know like this is something to add to it like right. like you were saying refuge like you got to yeah. get clean first you can't, yeah you know? and, and there and it's great that there are a lot of different possibilities now and people put together their own recovery in a unique way what i don't want people to think is that i'm here to create an alternative to anything right that this is supposed to be something that will help you in whatever you're doing whether that's group therapy or individual therapy or 12-step or refuge or smart recovery this is just mm -hmm. another tool in your your toolbox right yes this is it, it's like i hate when people use this term but it's like chicken soup like it can't hurt unless you're allergic to something in the soup so that's that's a terrible analogy and i'm never gonna say it again so um, <laughs> <laughs> um so um i would like to talk um in this episode about your work with one of my childhood heroes somebody who uh i, I was honored to get to meet as a little kid because my mom was i don't know how, how what would you call my mom spiritually progressive or just spiritually open she was you know searching for for something and i got introduced she did the course in miracles when i was a little kid and i noticed a change in her and this is much like you know 12 steps program when i you know i see somebody I'm like why are they so happy like why do they why are they able to as it says in one of the stories in the book how are they able to match calamity with a, with serenity when i just freak out over everything so Marianne was one of those people to me where I was like, oh my, how does she do that? You know, she's very, I don't know how to explain it. She's, she's almost like a Buddha. I don't know what it was like to be any of the spiritual teachers who are no longer alive, but she seems to me like one of them. She's just, she's amazing. And I saw that you are working with her and, and, and her her presidential race, which is like, I've tried to explain to people, and you can cover this a little bit. I don't think she's in it to win. I think she's trying to change people's, I, I think she's trying to get her message out there. Like, when people are like, how what? How can she possibly think she's going to win and she's never been in politics before? And it's like, I just think she's going to get a conversation going, and I'm pretty sure that's what she wants. <laughs> well, and I, I'm going to share with you what she said, because I had the opportunity just a few nights ago to be with her, uh, brought together a group of spiritual teachers and spiritual leaders to have a 
conversation, about 20 of us, on her candidacy, on her message, on what she's up to. And she actually said, yeah, I am here to uh, be the president of the United States. She did? And if Donald Trump can be the president of the United States, why can't I? That's kind right? of a good point. Right. So, so, what, <laughs> so what she's saying is she she recognizes, right, she's polling less than 2%. So she's not in denial about that. But she's also recognizing that that what is needed right now in our country is a profound shift in consciousness. And she's someone that can bring that. Mm -hmm. And I think her candidacy, I mean, if you watch Saturday Night Live, they make fun of her, right? Talking about her crystals and her, you know, channeling and all that. And she doesn't do any of that. Uh, She doesn't do it. I know. It's like, that's just so, it's so, it's so funny. This is the first time I think in my life, a Saturday Night Live joke has hurt my feelings. Right? I'd be like, hey, that's my friend. I mean, she's not my friend, but I feel like she is. You know? She is like, your friend. She's yeah. somebody who I've learned so much from and who I know that her heart is pure and, and true and that she's there to help people. She's just trying to bring love back into the world in a really real and amazing way. So it's like when they say something like that's so stupid with the crystals and they're like, I right. wouldn't even watch it. And that's where people who are like, Oh, she's drunk. That's my favorite is whoever was tweeting that she was drunk. I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> well, and that goes to show you though, right? It goes to show me that, um, as Einstein said, a problem cannot be fixed from the same level of consciousness that created it, right? So if we're looking for politics as usual to try to um, correct some of the issues that are really deep in our country, right, with um, people feeling disenfranchised, people feeling not seen, people feeling hopeless, because really it comes down to all of that, uh, what created that, you know, isn't what's going to solve that. And so she's coming in and saying something that's so outside of the box that people are like, she must be crazy, right? Uh-huh. Because she's saying, love will heal this. Hatred has gotten us to this. What about love? And then people are laughing. Well, oh, yeah, love's going to heal this. Because I've had that same kind of pushback in my work where people are saying, so you're really telling me that the the way you uh, heal addiction is by absolutely being a presence of love with someone? That's funny, right? Because you need to do blah, blah, blah. And Mm -hmm. it's the same in politics, right? So we recognize that there's a resistance movement. And the controversial thing I'll say is, what does that create? I understand why people are pissed off and hurt and scared and angry about what's happening in our country. But what happens when we feed that with more rage and more anger? Oh, my God. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I I feel like that's why I I hope my my mom doesn't care that I call her out. I'm sure. She won't. But my mom watches MSNBC constantly. She hates the person in office. I Every time I go to her house, I'm like, I don't want... I am here because Sonoma is beautiful to look at sheep and goats and beautiful <laughs> scenery, and I do not want to see that person's face, you know? And she's constantly just... And ran. now she's on Lexapro, and it's. I swear... Because of what's happening in the White House. I want to share with you, this is a quote from Marianne Williamson, and and this is something that she said at a recent recent event, and it speaks exactly to this. And hopefully your mom will hear this because that's a reminder for me and for all of us. We need to stop displacing our rage onto the symptom. We need to look deeply at the cause. Right? So the symptom is who's in office. Right. Right. Or or police shootings. Or police shootings. Or yes, right, right. So those are all the things that people are, are angry and enraged about. But it's like but I feel like when I when I read posts about that and I see people reacting, I get angry. 
Right. And that's not what I'm intending to feel, but it's like they're angry and they're going, you better stop this and we need to, and how dare you? And it's like, you're, why are you yelling at me? Like, right. how is this helping anybody? Well, and I think uh, in all fairness, what happens sometimes is people think what we're saying is um, just look away and pretend like it's not happening. Right. And that's not at all what we're saying. Uh, not it's at not all. what Marianne Williamson is saying. And she gets a bad rap for that, right? Yeah. Like, just like, oh, just be love. But in truth, that's all that's ever really shifted anything on our planet. You know, the great spiritual teachers, Martin Luther King, Gandhi, the people that were true activists in the world, were doing it as love. We need to recognize that within each of us, regardless of our per- political perspective, we all want love and connection. It's the truth of right. who and what we are. And Marianne has gotten some pushback on her experience, but you know, she 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 has um, spoken to thousands and really at this point millions of people and helped them change their lives from the inside out. And that's really what needs to happen in our government. We need to heal ourselves internally right. so that we're no longer at war with each other. Right. Like, I think drain the swamp was a term that was used, but it can also be used as an inside term. Drain that, you know, like drain the sewage out of ourselves and maybe start over with a clean slate. But, yeah. And I, I mean, it's and it's such a difficult situation because um, especially like as far as recovery goes, I forget which tradition it is saying we have no opinion on outside issues and, you know, not to talk about politics. But then people come to meetings because, you know, either we're just inundated from being where we are at work and hearing like a Senate hearing or something that we're, we're not supposed to hear. Or then there's those of us who, you know, actively search for it and watch it and get an update every time, you know, someone in office makes a stupid tweet, you know, and they're just constantly enraged about like, oh, he did it again, you know. And it's like there should be a place that you're able to deal with that anger and, and what that's and how that's making you feel. And I also get that, you know, it's funny because like the way the 12 steps are, it's like, OK, no, we're here to talk about recovery. Don't bring politics in here. We're here to talk about you. How can we help you? It's almost like this is like what you're saying is is a very similar thing to that. And that, no, we're, we're talking about what's going on in here. We're talking about what's going on, on the inside right. of you. Correct. And, and not, you know, because there's literally nothing any of us can do about something that happens in another state or a school shooting or something right. awful. I mean, not there's nothing we can do, but I'm saying we can't fix that. It happened. Right. Now let's move forward. Right. And it's and there's there's a couple of things I'll say. I mean, the person in the office didn't create the problem. The problem created the person in the office, right? So exactly. you need to be accountable. I need to be accountable for my part in that. Not from a place of blame, but from a place of accountability. And it works perfectly with addiction, right? Because I have to be accountable for myself and really look within and say, I need to do these internal shifts. You know, the the school shootings are a wake up call, but we're not waking up. Mm-hmm. We're continuing to say we're sending our thoughts and prayers and then not yeah, changing anything. Exactly. Right. And so we're not here to have our political opinion, really. Mm-hmm. We're here to say those are all symptoms. What's really at the root of this? And how do we start um, getting down and healing the root? It's really healing. And I think Marianne's new book is called Healing the Soul of America. Or there's some something version of that. Something like that. Yeah. And my mom just ordered it. They, yeah. yeah. And she talks directly to this. How do we get down and start? healing this rather than you know finger pointing and blaming and being enraged at each other because for some people that feel afraid they think building a wall is going to protect them oh for my, other people right. they believe tearing it down is going to
going to help them. Right. We need to like start looking within at what really needs to be healed. Yeah. And like how we can do that as a nation. And I'm so glad that she, you know, is, is opening this conversation. I hate that she's getting so much pushback. You know, it's like no matter who it's like, even if, if you, regardless of what party you're affiliated, affiliated with, you, you know, pick your, who you want to be the next president from either party, the person with the most experience. And, and you're not even thinking of Marianne Williamson. I think much like conscious recovery, we need her to augment whatever's in the White House. Like who I, I think, you know, like say it's Elizabeth Warren or somebody. How about Marianne's in there too <laughs> to augment things so that we're not such an angry culture? Because like one thing I've noticed, is, and that's another reason why I told my mom, like I can't be in this room. Like, you're a normal person. You can have a glass of wine and, and wine down. You know, I, I get all riled up and what do I do with it? You know, so it's like I'm conscious, like I'm consciously trying to separate myself from that, but not in a way where it's like I don't want to hear it and I don't want to know and I want to remain ignorant to what's going on in the world. But just that let me go do some good in the world because that's all I can do. Like right. all I can go do is help a newcomer. You know what I mean? Like, all I can go do is be there for somebody else. Like, all I can do is figure out how to be, like, a more loving person and, and to make myself happy without the use of chemicals. Like, right. I can't change what's happening in the world. Right. And that's and you're speaking to, I think, what we my invitation for each of us is to look at how we're out picturing our rage and look within and ask ourselves what's wanting to be healed within ourselves. That's why recovery has become such a profound movement in the country and in the world, because we're saying, let's start healing ourselves from this. Because in truth, we're a very highly addicted culture. Mm. And one of the things we're addicted to is opinionating and um, anger and rage at each other. You know, we have entire websites built on judgment now. And it's all of this deflecting our anger. And again, it, for someone that's listening, what we're not saying is pretend like none of it's happening. What we're saying is rather than being in the rage at the perceived other, because that's what's created all of the issues in the world, look within at what really needs to be healed and then bring love into the equation. You know, Marianne Williamson um, is part of wanting to create a, a United States Department of Peace. We spend trillions on our uh, Department of War. We don't call it that, but that's what it is, mm -hmm. right? And we don't spend energy on the Department of Peace. So whoever the next president is, if it's not Marianne, maybe they're going to, you know, take seriously the idea about creating and looking at how we do create peace in our time because it is possible but it also starts within right so it's kind of like it starts within and it has to be everybody but so i i feel like you know maybe some people will go okay i can change myself i can be happy that's not going to change those people over there that are angry and that are doing whatever but it's like it's almost like you know with 12 steps where the way it's attraction rather than promotion when people see that you are not phased by stuff that's going on around you and you are genuinely okay because you know what's happening in your core. They want that. Exactly. You and know, that, and it's it's attractive. Yeah, and that's really what changes the world, right? So if you look at, you know, Buddha 2,500 years ago gave us the, the structure of knowing that suffering is created really by me um, being in reaction to the world. It's clinging and aversion. I want more of that and less than that. And, you know, that peace comes from what he calls the middle way, right? Being neutral in the midst of that. Because when I'm highly opinionated, I make usually, of course, I believe my opinion is right. Mm -hmm. And therefore, oh, yeah. <laughs> your opinion.
opinion is wrong, wrong. Of course. right? And we live in this world of duality, and then I have to protect what is mine, and then we have war in relationships and globally, and that cycle has been going on for thousands of years. And we're at a time in human evolution where more and more of us are recognizing that we can actually make a profound shift each one of us that it's a ripple effect on the planet like you're saying i i have a i would have a thought or a question you know how you're talking about how there's like websites that are you know just dedicated to meanness and anger and inciting um what if there's could there like you're saying there could be a department of peace could there be websites that are doing the opposite like I know you said like in the next few weeks you were going to have a, a conscious recovery was going to be an, an online thing where you could like be a member and be walked through things like can there be more things like that that people can do? I mean, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting because I woke up one day a few years ago and realized that I wasn't happy with my Facebook feed. And then I realized that I was the one that was creating my Facebook feed. And I, cr I did a talk called Consciousness is an Algorithm. I love it. And I'll break it down. It's very, very simple. Facebook and other social media gives you more of what you click on. So if I click with an angry face or a love, I'm going to get more. So if I'm in there, you know, ranting and being against something, I'm going to see more of it. So what I did is I looked at my news feed. I didn't unfriend anyone, but mm -hmm. I did unfollow a few of my friends that were ranting and raving. Uh -huh. And then I started clicking on more of what I wanted to see. Now, someone listening might say, it might even be an eye roll moment, right? So, oh, you're going to just click on the puppies instead of the rage. And the short answer is yes. I, li that's literally what I do. Exactly. My feed is like almost nothing but cats. Well, exactly. And then, and then it starts to shift. And then that's a demonstration for how consciousness works. So if I am pushing against, I'm going to see more of it. If I'm standing for, I'm going to see more of that. What I focus on grows. We're going back to our original conversation yep. about the quantum field. What I focus on comes into manifestation. If I focus on love, I'm going to see more love. If I focus on fear, I will see it all around me. Yes. And that it's so true. And I mean, for anybody who's like, like, oh, that's hooey wooey or that's some, you know, 80s BS. It's like I've literally experienced this in my life recently um, is that things were going, th you know, like we, we had a blow up situation at work. Like, you know, the radio station closed and changed and all this change was happening. And like I made it my business to focus on what was good. And I'm not even making this up. Every time I did that, another good thing happened. Exactly. Like every time I pay attention to a good thought, another good thing happens. Yes. It, it's much like uh, the selfless thing, of like because this is so true. Every time I help somebody else, I feel better. Absolutely. Like, it, it's like the whole thing about you have to give, you know, you have to give it away to keep it or whatever. It's like, yeah, you feel better. They feel better. And it just puts some of that out in the world. Yeah. In conscious recovery, there's a place where I talk about evidence and conclusion. Most of us believe we come to a conclusion by gathering evidence. I'm offering that it's possibly the other way around. I have a conclusion about myself and the world, and then I see the evidence I'm gonna all around it. going to make it true. It. Yes. Because if, if, if I say the world is a kind and loving place, can I find evidence? If I say the world is brutal and hostile, can I find evidence? So what happens? And, yeah. I'm, and, and to be really clear, I'm not talking about 
just positive thinking. There's, we're, we're, we're moving into a yeah, deeper. Yeah, way beyond. Yeah, way, beyond way deeper. That. Yes. It's like, what is my core assumption about myself and the world? What if I start to shift that? What if there is more love in this world than I ever knew possible? I mean, if you remember getting sober, and I hear this with people in treatment all the time, well, everyone in the world drinks this way. And then I got sober and was like, oh, shit, they're not all drinking this way. <laughs> right, not at all. It was, yeah, me and my, my little posse of friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, you guys drank before you came to the bar, right? People are like, what? No. <laughs> like, and in that same way, you know, if I believe um, that the world is brutal and hostile, it's a very small number of people in my estimation mm-hmm. that are acting that way in the world. Love is really happening all around us. And when I open up to that, my world shifts. Exactly. It's just it's just what you look at, you will see. It's like you just have to choose what that is. And like I just the more we're working on ourselves right now, I feel like the better because there's nothing we can do about whatever's going on out there. Right. Um in most cases. You know what I mean? It's like watching MSNBC 24 hours a day is not going to get someone impeached. And I, I feel like some people are like, you know, like right. it's like, let all that happen. Cause it's going to happen. Like whatever goes on in DC is it, that's just, that's what's going to happen. But like, let's focus on ourselves so that we're, we can handle things like as they happen. Right. And then the paradox is then it starts to shift the outer realm mm-hmm. because all the anger is what has fed a particular person rising to power. Oh, my God. Yeah. All of us being so against, against, against that right. person rose to power. So what if we unplug from that and start talking about and being in the energy of love and healing? And it's really not Pollyanna. It's really profoundly practical. It works. Yeah. If we look back through history, it's the divisiveness and the fear and the rage that has caused the war. When a group of people come together and say, no, we're not going to stand for that anymore. We're going to stand for love. We're going to stand for peace. We're going to stand for truth. Mother Teresa very, very simply said, I will not be in a anti-war demonstration. I will stand for peace. So if you're having a pro-peace rally, I'm there. Right. I love that. I love that. I it's just like do something positive instead of being angry about what's negative. Like right. and this is so important in in this this day and age when there's so much anger and hatred and you know the amount of things you can find and get done on the internet right now. It's just really important for us as, you know, clean and sober recovering people and even people who aren't, you know, to find to find something within themselves and to find love and to find a different way and and conscious recovery is I can't wait to read it. I'm getting on an airplane. Now I have an awesome book to read. But yeah, I I just implore more people to do a search about this. Read the book. Uh, TJ's website is tjwoodward.com. Like I said, the book is Conscious Recovery, and there is uh, like an accompanying workbook. And and this is something to augment your sobriety, not replace it. (laughs) I just want to say that (laughs) one more time. Thank you so much for being on the show. This has been a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm deeply honored. Thank you for asking me. Thank you. I'd like to thank TJ Woodward for being on Radio Rehab this week. These episodes have been so informative and inspiring to me. I love being able to learn from people. I hope you guys got as much out of it as I did. If you haven't listened to all of our episodes, we've got over 200 of them in the can for you. So subscribe, like, join us. And if you would like to be on Radio Rehab or you know someone who should be, email us. It's radiorehab at gotoproductions.com. 
That's go-toproductions.com. You can call or text 415-496-9511 even when we're not in studio. Thanks for listening. Keep coming back.